Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Campfire Adventures. Well, as you know, we've completed the seven states in seven days with seven stories. And at the end of Ohio's episode, I said we were going to have a surprise for everyone. Well, here it is. I have a person for my live audience, but this isn't just anyone. This is someone who's been on the show since the very beginning and even remotely while we were on this road trip, thanks to the Anchor app. Well, she's flown all the way from California to join me for a portion of this road trip, as well as being on each of these episodes that are going to be coming up. So I'm super excited to introduce you all to my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, everyone. She's the special guest and the surprise that I had for you all. And I'm just so happy to have her here on this trip. And then, of course, all of you out there in podcast land, I truly appreciate you more than you know for listening and supporting this podcast always. Okay, so today we found ourselves in Pennsylvania. And right now we are in front of the Duck Harbor Pond. So if you hear something in the background like water, it's because we are legit super close to the pond front side. So it's very beautiful here. It rained all day yesterday and we have so many adventures planned for this stop in Pennsylvania, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But with the sounds of jet skis going by, with the sounds of the ponds coming to shore, we're ready to tell you today's story. So it's time to grab a drink or by the pond and I'm ready to tell you today's story. So where to start with today's creature? It's, I've been thinking of different ways. Like, do you all, or even like, you know, mom, do you have those days where things just aren't going right? Like you try to get ready and you're trying to look good cause you're gonna go out and you wanna hang out with your friends and you realize like, dang, I need to work out. You know, these clothes aren't fitting right. And then, you know, you're trying to fix your hair and it's just not working and you're trying to do everything you can, but you just can't fix the issue. Oh yeah. Well, if you said no, everybody else out there, then good for you. But I know I felt like that from time to time. And like my mom said, she has. So let me tell you, on this road trip, I have about a week's worth of clothes that I need to wash. And then just traveling and, you know, you're going to a hotel, you're going to the bathroom, you look at a mirror and you see reflection for a second. You're like, oh, okay, yep, this is me now. You know, that's what I look like, you know, but I digress because it's really not that bad. And whenever we have those days, I always feel like the next day I wake up and all of a sudden everything's just right again. Your face looks fresh. Everything fits the right way and you're just ready to have a good day. I don't know if that happens to you too, but I always feel like the next day after I feel like, oh, geez, what happened? Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that happened. How you doing? You know, (laughs) having a good hearing. But I'd like to say that today's monster has also felt the way that we feel, but for its whole life. And it's actually what makes this creature so famous in the local area. 
Since the early 1900s, literature has depicted sightings of a creature that has come to call the forest around Pennsylvania its home. Apparently, this creature once preferred wide open plains of land and would thrive off of a diet of desert vegetation, but at some point in time, something changed. Oh, it's getting rough. But at some point in time, something changed, and they decided that they would try to live in a swamp-like habitat because the vegetation that they once thrived on started to disappear. The desert area that they had once lived in was no longer there. And I think a lot of it had to do with just people moving into the area. So they decided that they would try a swamp-like habitat. The creatures took to the water and they started to learn how to swim. Well, actually they only learned how to swim in circles. And so over time they actually developed web-like feet and they were just going in circles and circles and circles. And eventually, as a species, they just realized that they couldn't survive in the water. A lot of them actually died. And so they believe that there are bones somewhere at the bottom of some river out in Pennsylvania, but they didn't find any. And it's almost like something just happened. I guess they eroded over time. So the ones that didn't actually take to the water decided that, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea. I mean, we're seeing all of our friends dying. Let's move somewhere else. So today, these beings have since learned from the mistakes of their comrades and they've relocated to the forest instead of a more swampy style location. And here they've adapted to life surrounded by trees and are actually thriving. So what is it? Do you have any idea what it is? No. Well, to the few people, because only a few people actually know, the creature is called a squonk. I know. I never heard about it either, even before this trip, but here we are learning about something new. To locals, it's known as a squonk. And like I said, you know, we're learning something new, but there's one person out there who decided that they were gonna write a book about this creature and they named it, and I might totally butcher this, but I'm gonna try to say it. It's Lacrimina Corpens Dissolvens. But we're gonna get into the literature side of this thing later. So for the purpose of right now, we're calling it a squonk. And what does it actually look like? Well, I wish I had a lot more information to describe this creature, but here it goes. It walks on four legs. To me, it kind of looks like a naked mole rat fused with a medium-sized pig, kind of. Like, I, it sounds crazy, but I'll post pictures on the website for you to be able to see it. But usually it's depicted without hair. And then some of the defining characteristics of this creature are that its skin doesn't fit its body perfectly. Like, there's so much excess skin that it starts to wrinkle up so kind of like a pug yeah only more excessive like there's tons of skin that just huh. is wrinkly and then like i said earlier there's no hair on this creature but is covered in warts and moles so it does have eyes and a snout of sorts but basically as a whole that's a squonk you know wrinkly eyed walking on four legs has eyes nose and a mouth it's not too intimidating looking, but for some reason, however this creature became what it is or evolved into this, it's hairless with tons of excess wrinkly skin covered in warts and moles. So is it the size of a warthog? Kind of. I mean, I guess... Just without hair? I guess with the name, like, you might think that, but remember, there's... It could be the size of a warthog. I've only seen, like, drawings of it. I've never seen, like, someone's real life picture of the creature but i'm assuming kind of so because it kind of said it's like a naked mole rat mixed with 
a pig so i guess warthog would come to mind yeah. but it has so much extra wrinkly skin like i said but we'll keep getting into some more details later so if you're scared of this creature or maybe you're just grossed out about the squonk's description don't be so harsh because the creature is aware of how it looks and according to local lore it's reported to have incessantly cry and weeped its whole life Aww. over being upset about its image and reflection so doesn't that kind of make you feel bad because <laughs> before you're like Ooh, gross you know and then you're like oh it's crying you know um so what does it do it tries to avoid everyone as to not be seen and judged based on its appearance they do anything they can to remain in secrecy and hide just so that way they can stay alone in their lives with their tears so are they dangerous i mean should we be scared of them I don't know that I'd want to touch one, to be completely honest, but not from anything I've actually read about these creatures. I mean, what we do know is that they already have gone into hiding since their venture into living in the swamplands. And then there hasn't been any record of people saying that they were attacked by a squonk. Only, you know, just stories of people saying that they can hear them weeping incessantly, but they're out of sight. It's just like a faint cry that they hear in the distance, but they don't actually see the creature. Well, that's a perfect segue into what I was going to say, because I was going to say, are there any people interactions? Because we know that these creatures aren't coming out specifically to have interaction with people, but are people going out there to hunt or something? Well, besides just hearing them cry, there are those of us, like I said, or like we said, that want to hunt this mysterious being. So if there's a moonlit night in Pennsylvania, there might be someone out there attempting to capture a squonk. Well, that is at least what I've heard tales based on the only hunter known to have attempted and actually caught a squonk. Oh, wow. So his name was J.P. Wentling. And one late moonlit night, he went out to test the theory of finding a squonk. So he goes out, he sets up his trap and hid and tried to lure out one of these creatures. He started to make weeping noises, which were reported like the ones that they made throughout the night, and his cries started to fill the air. Until, beyond all belief, like I didn't think that this would work when I was reading about it, but beyond all belief, there in the forest, lit by moonlight, came a squonk. It came within arm's length of Wentling's trap, so he continued to cry. The cry of the squonks, and then boom. The trap closed, and the first and only reported capture of a squonk was in the works of becoming a legendary tale. He put the creature in a case, and he began to walk home. So he's lugging what I believe to be kind of heavy. I mean, catching any kind of creature would be heavy. It's not like the size of a bird. It's not like the size of a rabbit. From the pictures that I've seen, like we said, it's almost, I guess, the size of a warthog kind of deal. So it's pretty big. And he's trudging along, just excited that he had something caught, you know? Mm -hmm. The whole time he's carrying his victim, he hears it cry out with a more saddened tone than he believed it would cry. Its tears began quickly filling the case, but that didn't stop him from working his way home. Wentling got closer when all of a sudden the burden of carrying the case was somewhat lifted you know isn't that kind oh, of weird no. did, he leave, did he get out of the cage well i mean i don't even know that we would want him in the cage but just listen to this 
The case now seemed to be almost weightless. But still, he didn't open it because he was like, whatever's in here, I got to get it home. As it would later be reported, Wentling got home, opened the case, and do you know what he found? Nothing. Okay. That's one guess. Anybody else have any guesses out there? Okay. Well, if you made a guess and you said nothing, you'd be wrong. Because what he ended up finding in the case was some type of liquid that was once believed to be the squonk. Yeah. Oh, wait. What? Yeah. I know. I know. When I first heard this, it's pretty crazy because how did this creature just automatically disappear? How is it gone? He caught it. He didn't open it. He waited till he got home. Right? Well, remember that this was the first and only time anyone's ever been recorded as attempting to capture this creature. So who knew what it was capable of even doing? Well, now JP Wentling knew. These creatures had the ability to dissolve into a puddle if they felt cornered or trapped. And some people actually say it could also turn into bubbles as well, which is so crazy. But nowhere in my findings did I ever see if they were able to revert back into their previous form. I mean, with a lifetime of crying over its appearance, it's kind of like a full circle thing to ultimately just become water because they cry so much, you know, and they're upset about their appearance and then ultimately just turning into water completely. So is the squonk actually real? Did we learn anything legitimate about this mythical creature living in the forest of Pennsylvania? Well, remember how I said that there were books written since the early 1900s about the squonk? Well, that's actually where all the references to this creature stem from. The first book that was written by William T. Cox, who wrote a book called Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods. Reportedly, he was the first person to ever mention any details about a squonk. And he's the reason that there's actually a drawing of this creature out there. And then after that, there were multiple authors like Henry H. Tyrone, who wrote a book about the creature in the 1930s. And further from there, more books developed, more stories decided to build up upon this creature that stemmed from a book's pages. They and just they built pictures? on and built on and they all had pictures. Yeah. Huh. And then one cool thing that I'd like to share is that there was actually a song titled Squonk, which was recorded by and put on the album by the rock band Genesis. Which we had to listen to on the way back. Oh, and I was wow. like, that's cool. Yeah, because they reference like Squonk's Tears. I love Genesis. In that song. Yeah. And so we didn't get a chance to listen to it while we were driving all the way over here because the internet kind of just went in and out. But we'll listen to it later and I'll put a link to it on the website. But yeah. So whether it's just a story that blew out of proportion and now is a local legend here in Pennsylvania... Or if it's a legitimate thing. I mean, we still don't know. J.P. Wentling went out there and he actually did legitimately try to capture this creature. He set up a trap. He caught something, made it home, and it wasn't there. So, is a squonk a real creature? Is it just some mythical thing? Well, right now it's led us to an adventure to find the Duck Harbor Pond. And then if anything else, it's the newest episode in this podcast... But I hope you don't ever feel sad about anything, especially your appearance like the squonk did. You are killing the game, and I want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of Campfire Adventures. But here we are at the end, just left with the mysteries of another mythical creature out there in the forests of Pennsylvania. We're sitting here 
on the pond side just looking at all these trees and i can't hear anything i can't hear a cry all i can hear is the wind blowing the water coming to the shore and we're just gonna have to keep our ears open but that's where the squonk episode's gonna end for at least a story time but now to get into you know a little bit more of our plans here in pennsylvania we actually have a hotel room i know yeah a hotel room dylan you said you're gonna go camping well you know what it's very expensive to camp here for some reason and even still it was raining like i said um yesterday so we just decided that we'd come outside and visit and go on a road trip and look around so here we are in front of the pond and we're staying in scranton pennsylvania so that's where the office was filmed which is one of my favorite shows so we're gonna go there we're gonna look for the clock tower we're gonna look for the welcome sign we're gonna look for dunder mifflin <laughs> you know they have it but it's gonna be the next part of today's adventure and after that we're hitting the road again for a new one so other than that do you have anything you want to say thank you for listening keep up with us and yeah so every noise you hear is because we're sitting in front of the pond with wind blowing with jet skis riding by with cars coming in and out and i hope the noises aren't too much for you all but i hope you enjoy just knowing that this is another campfire adventure podcast you listen to and thank you as always podcast land people like i said you can see all the pictures from today's adventure from the whole road trips adventure on our instagram and facebook at campfire adventures podcasts and then we have tons of behind the scenes and more stuff and all the past episodes on our website at www.campfireadventurespodcast.com but you can check us out on spotify you can listen to us like i said on the website apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts And whether you listen to this during the day or the night, I hope you have a good day or good night. Bye. Thanks for listening.